0: You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365
1: Podcasts. Rahim. Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM program with your host Zubair Akram and my guest Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Uh, the 7th <laughs> of Ramadan, Iftar in Glasgow today is at 7.55 PM. Um, and this is our third uh, episode of uh, our conversation, discussion with Sheikh Rizwan on uh, this um, very topic of the effect of wahi the effect of um, revelation on civilization and if we want to call that islamic civilization um, once we have once we analyze that there is uh, there is uh, this effect of revelation and human beings they they choose to have revelation uh, with um, in their lives. And once they inform themselves of revelation, then civilization becomes Islamic civilization. Asalaamu Alaikum, Sheikh.
2: Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Sheikh, this is what the, the theme that I've picked up on. And this is what I've tried to summarize, what I understand, which we are trying to understand, that once we have belief in the divine revelation, Quran, and we as human beings choose to shape the way we live in the light of uh, wahi, revelation, divine guidance that very way of life becomes civilization which we call islamic civilization hmm. is it a fair statement
2: yeah i think it's fair islam as a revelation um given to the prophet ali salam, in its final form uh, and the revelation of the quran as the message itself the uncreated speech of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, informed I, mean, I think every single decision that our um, Ummah made, the, the the wider community made. Everything is informed by, you know, um, reflections on the Qur'an. The Qur'an is weaved into our lives to the point that people quote it and reflect upon it, not, no, sometimes not knowing that it's the Qur'an, because it's informed so many aspects of people's lives from the, the time of the Prophet and coming. Um, you know, it's almost like proverbial. The Qur'anic text became more than itself. In the sense that it started to go outside the religious realm as well And so if you look at our great architecture, I mentioned this before The great literature that we have The great, the great um, achievements that we've achieved in, in the past as an ummah They've all in some way c- connected very closely to the religious impulse And also the revelation, the Qur'an And all that comes from that simple <clears throat> event Because remember we're tying it back to the chapter we're doing Which is Surah iqra and so all of it you know as i said before ties back to that initial revelation that, that small event which became so um, cataclysmic for humanity and so um, productive for humanity and so beneficial for humanity and so it's um, it's one of these things that you know something that's significant can be imperceptible and unnoticed by all people so the, 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 the first revelation to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu was unrecognizable to anybody apart from the Prophet. He came and he informed his wife Khadija, who then took him to waraqa bin nawfal and then they they went through the Prophet with the Prophet what he had gone through to make him understand exactly what was happening. That was one event, and that event then cascaded into the small group of people who were around him within three or four years, then turned into you know about 100 people that emigrated with him and then became the 100 over 100,000 who then attended his far farewell pilgrimage and is now the 1.8 billion on the face of this earth that that hold the Prophet in in great honor and esteem and respect so all of that is from one small event and i think sometimes in life we you know practically we cause you tied into civilization sometimes we underestimate the power of a simple action, a simple act of defiance, a simple word of truth. Um, because all of the prophets, if you think about it, they they were individuals very vulnerable, very weak, but they made historical stances against um, people and other civilizations, counter civilizations that stood for the the values that no human being would want to stand with oppression and um, demagoguery and um, injustice and hedonism all these things were part and parcel of civilizations in the past that the prophets came to rectify this is why the prophetic voice remember when we talk about the person is a is, a, is like a prophet amongst his community it, they're saying something that nobody wants to hear but they're saying it because it makes it's going to make a difference to people's lives and they're almost like on the out they're outliers in, in civilization they're people on the outskirts on the fringes speaking truth to power that's what they talk about nowadays I think truth to power but the thing that Islam did is you know speaking truth to power nowadays is a big thing you probably know this social um activism, social justice um activism for example is all about perhaps a lot of people think it's about speaking truth to power like in America, Um, The the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, is for the people that propose it, speaking truth to power. So seeking the disbandment of the police and redistribution of wealth and restructuring of family units and so on and so forth is part and parcel of the Black Lives Matter movement, for example. But there's also principles to, to speaking truth to power, which is to look at the ultimate aim the purpose, the result, which which sometimes people miss because it is things ends justify, you know, the means. So whatever gets you to what you want is justifiable. Whereas Islam is a completely different, I think, um, has a different take on it. You have to, at every moment in your life, you have to ask yourself, is it proportionate? Is it justifiable? Is it needed? When you're speaking, for example, your always ask have the same questions. Pass it through. Is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it is it true? And so, iqra is this inception. There's like this inception of con- intent from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to tell a person that they are going to now convey the message of of God to humanity, and. We are now going to be the people who are going to be given that as well because it, it cascades down to us. Iqra' is now going to be something that we have to also do as well. And the interesting thing about Iqra' also is that civilization, as long as you stay within the parameters of, 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 of rationale and logic and scientific endeavor and truth, generally it goes well. And if you don't, then it doesn't. So Iqra' can go, you know, revelation can go wrong. You know, people who read Iqra, and read the Qur'an and read the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, and try and implement it, they are, they can also be people that go completely astray. And they can be people that do things that are against the very spirit of our faith as well. And they're the people that will destroy the legacy of the Prophet ﷺ as well. So that inception, that initial point of revelation can go two ways actually. Because you can have, you can have extremism um, in which the Prophet you know warned against and said, and, and said you know, be wary of extremism, be wary of, of um being too over-exuberant in your religious practice, because then you go astray. And the interesting when I was talking about you know the world and the creation, the universe and the cosmos, it came into being from a singularity, the same thing in inception. And in the same way that revelation can go astray if you misunderstand it you know science and an analysis of of natural phenomena can also go wrong if and, and can be used in evil ways if you misappropriate it you know so the big bang gave rise to the cosmos and the cosmos has elements within it that you can use to kill people and destroy civilizations like the autumn, atom bomb was created and the people that created it then um essentially regretted the fact that they had now misused science. So Islam is like this amazing... The revelation of the, of the Qur'an through Iqra is, I think, it sets the ground roots for, rules for good, healthy civilization because it tells you that the revelation and the ability to read and reflect are two components that if you build upon them, you have a create, create a healthy society, a good society. And if you don't, then you essentially become a society which atrophies and fails and and ends up um imploding um either due to one type of extremism or another so yeah iqra is just um it is what it is it's it's simple but it's it has so much intent because what what else could you use to start the revelation you know because it's it's the most unobvious thing that you could start a revelation with
1: Hmm.
2: Because I did say that It's the most unobvious thing That if you were to ask A hundred How would you start A religious book with For the last For the end of humanity No one would say Read because, And especially if you said Okay to an Arabian prophet Who lived at that time mm. When You know the Prophet said Inna ummatan Ummatan Ummiyatan La wa la In a Sahih Bukhari The prophet said That we are a Unlettered Ummah Ummatan ummiyatan. So the Prophet is doing a play in words here as well, because umma also comes from ummi, which is either not to be able to read or to be from the umma of the Arabs, which is ummi, also can mean um a person who comes up their um, which is mother, very close to nature, close, close to fitrah. And now the prosum said that we are we're an unlettered community, we neither write or read or count. And he was saying the context of Ramadan about whether the month is 29 or 30 days. But the point is, that would be the first thing, that would be the last thing you would think the first revelation would be read, especially to an Arab nation which doesn't read. And to a person who doesn't read, it would be, be the complete opposite thing. So it, it ties in, I think we kind of touched on it, it ties into this thing yeah. that Iqra is not just to decipher writing, it's also to recite. And so hmm. it's in the kind of middle between a very interesting place where you can actually accept that what you read out from something imprinted within you can be also be iqra So it's almost as if, and it gives an insight, I don't know many people of scholars have talked about this, but it gives an insight that the Prophet ﷺ, he was reading from what was placed within his heart, not from something physical. So Imam hmm. Suyuti does mention narrations where the Prophet was given a, a, a writing on brocade And he read it But that's considered to be Not the most um, authentic Narration The Prophet is read And what we understand is نَزْلَ بِهِ أَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ That the Quran says That we The angel That the trustworthy angel Came with it Upon your heart And so he, The Prophet read it from his heart We don't know how that happened So if you think about it He is mm-hmm. If he's Visited with, by this angel Physically We said last Session, And now he's then He's saying What should I read And then all of a sudden He is saying So where's he reading it from Hmm. It's something imprinted Within the heart Or the mind or the consciousness Or the subconscious, wherever it is You know, which is interesting Because Imam Ghazali talks about the fact that the heart And the intellect and the nafs and the roh actually have a very shared source So the Prophet was basically inspired With something he could recollect Like for example yourself you, If you want to recite a prayer One of the, the, the five prayers You stand and you don't think Oh where's I need to check my mushaf or something You just recite hmm, hmm. And it's, in Arabic they call it istihdar min al-qalbi It's just basic hmm. to, to recollect something from the heart It's like you're reading as the Prophet <laughs> read
1: so there, there is this kind of like storage place, is a file that you retrieve. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> yeah, chat, GTP, GPT, or whatever it is. Yes.
1: GPT, yeah. So. It's yeah. divine. Yes, it's divine. It's it's embedded, it's etched, and it comes out.
2: It it, it comes out it, because, yeah. with with a, with a trigger. I mean, the the thing is, but the Prophet Ali Salat is the trigger is revelation, and there's all these narrations about how the Prophet used to receive revelation. Used to come to him, and he would feel the ringing of a like a what we call a bell, or that the and even the way that the revelation would come. Sometimes it would come and wait weigh, weigh upon him to the point that even Aisha radiAllahu and once she said he received revelation while he his head was on her lap, and she felt mm. the heaviness of it, and he was on a camel, and, and the camel had to had to um, crouch because the heaviness Crouched. of the revelation. And so there's physical ways that we know this happens and so, there is these
1: concepts right so what, in last 12 13 minutes what you've spoken about if i want to understand that there is this third dimension there is this unseen world which is bigger than the seen world
0: mm.
1: and there is no calibration there is no well there's no measurement there is no concrete information that one has other than just a belief that it happens um, Some um uh, pious people in the history because they have good character they have experience and they have this karamat or mujizat and because of their character we just believe that this happens
0: mm. and what well, you're saying to me
1: is kind is, of okay because, because what, 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 what 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 yeah so what i'm understanding is that ikra is not just necessarily a literal meaning. It's not asking an unlettered person, salaam, to to start reading, which he doesn't know. He hasn't got the skill. He hasn't got the faculty. It's known. But then we are saying that he's asked to read from the heart, from the files that he already has embedded in them, in his heart.
2: Well, you say downloaded, not downloaded. embedded. It's not like um, you buy a computer okay. and it has... Software already there, but the Prophet had the, the, the hardware, if you want to use it that way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the capacity we have hadith of ibn Mas'ud that the Prophet chose was chosen because of his heart. So must it must be some hardware, you know, ram capacity, which was sufficient. You know, if you want to make metaphors, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. quality of the heart of the Prophet was the very best quality of heart. His mm-hmm. lineage was the very best of lineage. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Prophet talks about he was chosen from the Surah of Ibrahim. To Beni Kanana, all the way to his his own lineage, and his heart was chosen as well. In separate narrations, everything mm. points towards the fact that you know the prophet his his the purity of his lineage as well. Never, no person in his lineage was born out of wedlock. All these things we know, which is like mm. we would say hardware. Software is something downloaded,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's very similar to what you would say when you know the if you're tying the idea of abrogation and the idea of. Of um, how the Quran is revealed Over twenty-three years as well, it's very much like the idea of you know hardware software, where the hardware is the constituent elements of something that you buy, and you have it's not going to change unless you change some hardware section of it. The software is the update of that. So every year the Prophet used to be, you know, if you can use the metaphor in the best Mm. way that you can, the 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 Prophet used to revise the Quran with Angel Jibrail. It's almost like that's the update mm, so beta, the update post, yeah it was the it was a it was the update that would in, take into account the the theory of, of abrogation it would take into account the the fact that the Prosum had to um you know and contain the revelation absolutely because the whole point of revising it was for him to contain it. And even in that is is a great wisdom because even prophets who could have not required that require that. So what do you think about humans in all our endeavors? If you're doing something, you do need to, you know, at some point tie everything together again at certain points in time, take stock of mm. everything. It's a mm. human need, and that's a sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in creation as well. Allah didn't create the heavens and the earth and everything in in mm. in, in a in a moment. Mm he did it in the metaphor is um, the, the seven days were used for the whole process of creation <clears throat> and that is the way that it happens and even the the 23 years the the the, the updates took 23 years and so mm-hmm. one of that aspect is to you know make people sure that it it was checked and corroborated with the angel Jibrail every 20, every year the other aspect is to teach us that nothing the great things that we achieve in life are not achieved all of a sudden. Like if you're trying to set out to do something, you might say you might watch somebody do something, you think I would love to do that. Well, you can do it. I mean, it's not mm. there's nothing that you've seen ever that you cannot do. It's a mm-hmm. question of do you put the steps in place to be able to do it? Like mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. get married to somebody and you want to find the right partner. There's steps that you can do. It just needs more effort sometimes. If you want to create a business empire, you can do it. It just requires steps. So you don't have the the business acumen, get somebody on your side that does. If you don't have the investment, get somebody on your side that does. If you if you have nobody on your side that has investment, you know, you know, pull yourself up by by the bootstraps and start to earn. And then, you know, every single thing, this requires a plan. And this is why this 23 years is such an interesting thing because it tells you that Allah could have revealed it you know in one 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 um, one session or one instant. But, but, Allah- but,
1: but, but there is a hybrid, there is there is a there is this parallel approach where on one hand we're saying there is there are steps, there is a plan, and then there is this unseen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there is this um Thing that we can't see, feel, we have no knowledge of, um, and, and the help from the different realm. Mm-hmm. So that coupled gives you what we have—the the birth of civilization through Prophet Yes,
2: yeah, so that thing of unseen is, is a is a good issue because I think your issue is more about people come and claim prophecy and that's the unseen and how do we we take their word for it because we see them as being different. Mm. But you know, you could have somebody who's a false prophet who does mm. a very good job of being a false prophet. Mm. And so in those kind of in, in those situations what what we understand Imam Shawli adhale mentioned in, in his al ba that people are drawn to individuals and true prophets on on account of the fact that when they see them, they see some semblance of the angelic realm, the unseen, that they have a close proximity to the angelic realm that they have, that they have no intent except the service of something greater than themselves, for example. And that's why the people were drawn to the Prophet and even enemies were drawn, like, you know, like somebody envies somebody. They still are drawn to the person they envy. Like you might hate somebody and be envious of somebody, but you're still drawn to that person. Like you will lose, yeah. But the whole point is, you lose sleep over the fact that this person is has something you don't have. Most Mm. people would say, I would like to have something they have. This I'll ask them how they got it, and I'll be happy. Most human, normal human beings would do that. People who are ill will say, That person has something I I want to have, I want them not to have it. Mm, mm, So that's mm. hasad. Yeah, so the prophets come and they they come with you know you know the prophet said that at the age of around twelve, an angel came to him and and took out of his heart al hakti wal hasad. actually, sorry, two angels came and they and they extracted from the prophet's heart al hakti wal hasad, which is rancor, which is anger against some individuals or other people, and hasad, which is envy. The qualities that you know the prophets come with something beneficial for humanity, and um, we we don't just take it on, on face value that it, it that it comes from the unseen. There's also the mu'ajizah, which is something that underlines their special calling, their special sending, the fact that they're sent by God, which is for the Prophet mm-hmm. Ali it's the Quran, it's a revelation, which is mm-hmm. you know something that is fascinating because we know what he recite what we recite now is what he recited. Mm-hmm. Like we can say that as a human, not as a Muslim, we can say it as a human academic we can say that very clearly like there's no academic I know in Islamic studies who in any seriousness doesn't claim exactly what I just said which is that what we recite is what the prophet read read from the time he he gained gained revelation to this time nobody denies it because every single attempt to test it has been true every manuscript every hidden um, parchment of of, um, lost material that was found Every piece of writing which was wiped off, and then you know, through um, you know, analysis, found to have read, hidden right Arabic writing, was found to be exactly like the Quran that we read now. So it's a it's an anomaly that we have in human civilization that the, the, the revelation of the Prophet is the only one that is actually you know protected, recited, and so Iqara is just like this. This hmm. this is why it's the bedrock of human Muslim civilization for us. That's why everything is of that nature.
1: Inshallah, after this ad break, we will um, listen to ayahs, the ayahs, the initial five ayahs, Surah Al-Aq, Bismi uh, followed by some uh, more conversation, more discussion around those five ayahs and its relationship with how these ayahs are the start of what we call is Islamic civilization. And also, I will like to touch upon this Qasabi and Wahhabi, uh, debate or, or understanding that how much of the, the, the Nabuwa or how much of our human effort could be Kasabi and how much is it ordained, preordained and etched in human psychology In the
3: name of Allah the entirely merciful, the especially merciful
4: bismi khalaq
3: Recite in the name of your Lord who created. Created man from a clinging substance.
4: Recite,
3: and your Lord is the most generous. Who taught by the pen. Taught man that which he knew not. No, but indeed, man
4: transgresses.
3: Because he sees himself self sufficient. Indeed, to your Lord is the return. Have you seen the one who forbids? A servant when he prays.
4: Have
3: you seen if he is upon guidance? Or enjoins righteousness? Have you seen if he denies and turns away? Does he not know that Allah sees?
4: No.
3: If he does not desist, we will surely drag him by the forelock.
4: <inaudible>
3: A lying, sinning forelock. Then let him call his associates. We will call the angels of
4: hell.
3: No, do not obey, him, do not obey but him, but prostrate and draw near <coughs> to
1: Allah. SadaqAllahu <clears throat> uh, So, Sheikh, just before the break, we were talking about how much of an effort is required, how much of a plan is required, and the difference between probably Mojiza and uh, karama, maybe, yes? and also if i'm wanting to understand this link between and the third realm the third dimension and and the last thing which uh, i i mentioned before the break was that in prophethood how much of it is as a result of the continuous effort of Prophet that he was sadiq, he was amin, um, he was upright. He had lineage; that was, that's something to be proud of. And he, was never involved in anything which is nothing but excellent. It or is it because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has chosen him, and he was prepared? As per his task was going to be at the age of
2: forty. Yeah, so I mean that's kind of like goes back to we kind of have discussion nowadays about nature and nurture. Hmm. So if a person you know grows up and ends up falling into delinquency, goes into jail, Hmm. minor misdemeanors, or ends up you know like. couple of days ago there was a shooting again another shooting I mean I can speak every day and there's another shooting in America about somebody Mm -hmm. having um, a chip on their shoulder for example over a school and then they go in and they kill children essentially and adults like people in their 60s and people in their six years seven year old you know when people speak about that to what degree were they born just with that vengeful nature you know from a very young from Birth, essentially, from the fetus, and to what degree was the environment, the nature, the nurture, the experiences that they had, a uh, contributing factor, or actually the factor, the reason, the main factor that they did what they did, mitigating circumstances, as you say, in legal parlance. And with prophecy, it's 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 you can see the same thing, but it's not. So you could say, oh, you know, in nature nurture, we usually say it's part of this and part of that. So that's with the sciences, part of the science is that. You're a product of your environment, but your nature is something, you know, you'll see, like my, my son, when my mother sees him, she says he's a part of his nature, his, my, my father's nature, like certain traits. And some of the things he does are some of the things I do. And it's, it's not something that he's ever seen me do. It's some, something I used to do when I was a younger child. And so you obviously think that's kind of some kind of na- natural continuity there, genetic or whatever it is. Physical and and um, psychological, but then there's nurture, which is you can you can you can actually hone and shape a, a child based upon how you deal with the child. I mean, the way you deal with the child, the child will live whatever you you're living and um, giving them to experience. But with prophecy, it's not that. You know, even Imam uh, Al busiri you know, in his burda he says, "Tabarakallah ma wahyun bi you know, glory be to Allah, how great is God that wahi itself is not something that can be acquired. And also he said that the Prophet was not um somebody who was desirous of the unseen. So in mm-hmm. other words, he didn't seek out, he didn't have a plan in place at the age mm-hmm. of eighteen. You know, I'm a shepherd, and now I'm a tradesperson, and now I think I need these people need a prophet, so I'm gonna just go in seclusion and then at some point i hope to be a prophet that god sent he had no intention no conception no perception of of that at all
0: mm-hmm.
2: he just naturally uh, you know what confuses people is that the process did the things that you would expect a prophet to do prior to prophecy but that's due to the fact that god created the capacity of the Prophet to be the person to be chosen mm-hmm. like somebody who goes through university school university gets the education and then there's a ceo job for a multinational um, tech company and that person becomes the ceo of that company the person didn't know they're going to be the ceo of the company it just happens that they did what they needed to do to build the capacity to do something good and then this see C- this company saw that this person was a perfect fit but the mm. difference with the the, C- the company and this scenario is that allah alimul he knows everything in existence before it happened. So he was chosen. This is why the main name of the Prophet that is one of the most fascinating ones, is that he's Mustafa. Mustafa means comes from Safa, which means purity. Actually, this is an interesting thing. The the name Mustafa comes from two aspects, which actually discuss, which tie into this discussion, which is one is that he is he is Mustafa, meaning he is pure, like he purified himself, he was given to safa. And so, when he was like that, Allah chose him. So, istifa is also to choose. So, it's almost as if it,
1: Mustafa is not like in Urdu, they say Safai, Saf.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. So, the Prophet was pure and he excelled in in, in attaining some type, type of purity and, and and clarity in his own life by himself before prophecy. So, he had that nature, he had that capacity, which is God given. But at no point was he building a legacy for himself to be the one that was chosen by Allah. That happens at the age of 40. Mm. You know, even though Allah had always chosen him, in other words, the Prophet was always Al-Mustafa. The Prophet was always the Prophet in, the, in mm. the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was given the capacity of Prophethood as is related by Imam Tirmid in his collection, كُنتُ, كنت وَآدَمَ بَيْنَ الْمَاءِ or that I was a prophet even while Adam was between water and clay or between his soul and his body in other words, it's before time, before space, before place Allah knew that the Prophet was that and so revelation specifically is something that is beyond human um, acquiring it's something that you cannot you know, make yourself a candidate for you can't put yourself in, into a race to be the 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 prophet Hmm.
1: but in in a way is it not true for all human beings Mm -hmm. that they they are placed in in a certain way somewhere to do something and then they recognize that this is their calling Mm -hmm. and then they prepare themselves Mm -hmm. and then they you know upscale themselves or put themselves in 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 a training which makes them fit for the job that they've seen for themselves is their job
2: yeah looking back yes but not not that's not how it works because for everyone that did that and told you that they this is how i did what i did like go on youtube Hmm. and then you'll have all these inspirational videos about people that struggle and then became this you know Especially Indian people, they become CEOs of multinationals, yeah. tech companies. Yeah. Now, for that one person, do you know? Do you know how difficult it is to become a civil servant in America, in India?
0: Hmm.
2: Do you know the examinations that they have to go through the, to get a civil servant's job, and the amount of people that are after each each individual job? This civil servant, I'm talking about mundane civil servant. You're yeah. not talking about somebody with a car and a house. We're talking about just a salary. From a village. Now, the one person that got there, behind them is going to be about 50,000 people that didn't get there. Yeah. And so you can't say, oh, you ask the person who got there, which is one in 50,000, how did you get there? And you see, oh, all the other people weren't slackers. They weren't people that didn't put the effort in and basically stayed away from their family and ate one meal a day and all the you know the wealth of their family was put into feeding them and clothing them and making them just you know we say just to just sitting and just reading yeah. your job is just to read and get that job because if they get the job the family is set you know mm. the standard of living will be tripled quadrupled but that's that's an exception the proof being that on youtube they don't show the the, the videos of all those people that fall yeah who think yeah. that they're in that situation so we can, we can look back and we can say that, but that's a minority, minority of people that excel. Mm, mm, Be- it's because the majority of people, f- you know, they live in what we call the world of umnia, the world mm. of, of um, just wishing, wishful thinking. They get the idea and then they fall asleep.
1: Mm, mm. Now, it, It's have- the execution, it, it's the action, it's not the idea.
2: It's the idea, it's the, it's the execution An execution might fail And the, and the execution might fail And you'll become a, a great person because you failed So even success is not always success, remember It's, it's you know, most great things came out of situations Where people continually tried and tried and tried Like Al-Fatih, Mehmed, for example The conquest yeah. of Istanbul, for example Constantinople It was constant Each step of his attempt to take the city he could have just turned back. I mean, it was the point that he was. Everyone thought he was mad when he continued to insist that he's going to conquer the city. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't getting; they were going backwards. The the you know, the opposition, you know, Byzantine Empire and and uh, the Venetian uh, mercenaries were laughing because they were thinking that, that we've won. But and even Mehmed's Mehemet's own army actually were trying to overthrow him.
1: Mm. So for his, for his fanaticism.
2: For his fanaticism and and um, his his one-minded, single-minded madness to do what he wanted mm. to do, mm. and so he didn't he didn't just um, collapse. The experience was the 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 the, the failures. The mm. failures meant that he had to think outside the box. Like so, every time he did something, like he thought outside the box when he built the Romali Heseru, which is the kind of walls well outside the city to embargo ships coming in. He thought outside the box. No one had thought of that, to put chains across the barrier in that way. And then when he did that, they got to Constantinople. They put the city under under siege. It didn't work. And you could have just given up, but it forced him to think outside the box. The failure of all those attempts and all these people killed made him think outside the box. And how did he think outside the box? He took ships over a a hill. I mean, you can't even think of it now. Even a child. Imagine drawing... A child, a child drawing ships going over a land, you would think this is not this is what are you doing? He did that overnight. Huh. He pushed galley ships over a landmass, which is essentially a hill, and he did it outside the box. And then he laid siege to the, the the city, and it was failing, even after having done all that, it was just almost impossible. And he insisted we we're gonna do it. Huh. And so it's all these failures, and I remember, that's one success amongst. There's at least four campaigns to constr- conquer Constantinople in Muslim history, mm. all failures. No so, major ones.
1: Yeah. So, Sheikh. Sorry. Getting back to the, the, this point of um, uh, the third dimension, the other realm, which is which is what I'm I'm, I'm after. Okay. Prophet is not Qasabi, it's Wahhabi. It's definitely the chosen person by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then there are claims of people that they see this and they do this and if you do this this will happen um, hmm. which is um, something that sometimes you accept and other so
2: somebody says they do something and it happens so somebody says I will do this and it happens
1: i, I the, the, the difference between in, in classical terms karamat and mujizah
2: mm-hmm.
1: i just want to understand in this like
2: this so, yeah the spot, karam should... mu'jiza is simple it's it's what is done at the hands of a prophet a messenger okay. mm-hmm. with complete understanding of what they're doing mm-hmm. usually with a challenge to for for the opponent to produce the like of it or to Unfold what the person's done Hmm. So the Prophet You know the simplest one The Qur'an The Qur'an States In the Qur'anic text itself There's a There's a claim That is from God And then the challenge is If you have any doubt About what we've revealed To our Prophet Then bring the like of it That's a challenge So it claims that And then that's it So that's Prophets do that Prophets are chosen by God now, normal people in Sunni, um, you know, th- belief, we believe that um, normal human beings can also do things that are outside the realm of natural law in some way. Mm. This is why Imam Laqani says, وَمَن mm. نَفَاهُ You know, mm. and we establish, or you should establish, the aspect of miraculous actions for the awliya, the people that are close to Allah. Hmm. Um, and whoever rejects it You should, you should Take no heed of their words Because it's something established In the Qur'an uh, It's established Maryam Considered by majority of scholars Not to be a prophet Had um, miraculous events Take place At her hands um, You know The the people around The Prophet Sulaiman Were able to bring The the, the, the throne of Sheba this, These are all non-prophets hmm. <clears throat> And so we we accept that, but the thing about <clears throat> those events is that they're not they're not um, usually tied with the challenge to bring the like of it, and also there's no there's no reason to accept or reject. It, there's no there, nothing built upon you accepting rejecting somebody's claim that they did something outside the laws of nature because there's many ways that you can do things that appear to be miraculous when they're not sleight of hand you know it's very famous way of doing that and just the feat of dexterity human body is very dexterous and is able to do things that are appear to be something where they're not Um, so there's different ways i mean people the people that claim it you 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 basically weigh in in the in the in the scale of your faith that's it a person flies in the air so what people can fly we build things that can fly okay it's against the laws of nature so what what's the person bringing that is that changes the way we understand human nature what is the person built because I mean that's the thing the Prophet did the the the, 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 the miraculous act and then he changed society which is more miraculous mm. you but, know, but, but, but the, the things happen in
1: life. Which one can't believe they happen um with no effort, seemingly, and other things never happen, no much, you know, it doesn't matter how much effort you put in. Mm-hmm. And then, say, for example, Iqbal, Iqbal says, mm-hmm. So he's that's totally negating the, the, the laws of nature, uh, it's not something that. It, uh, he, he learned something from somewhere uh, ismail salam you know it wasn't the karamat of a maktab it wasn't mm. a school it was a madrasa you know it's so somebody had not had given him this spiritual foresight yes to be obedient so you know where what, what i'm asking is in this thing today I take it from you that it is Iqra has this dimension, more of this dimension rather than anything else. And that also forms a very basic tenet of building of Islamic civilization. Or what Iqbal uh, writes his book, Reconstruction of Religious Thought. And he puts a lot of emphasis on on this dimension.
2: Yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand. So, I mean the prophet Isa was was a prophet chosen so there's no effort on his part mm. in terms of normal human beings we are asked to put effort in and the Prophet is told to put effort in mm. you know to act and to convey and to you know to spread and to teach all these things are obligations and if you want to achieve something you have to do the same thing you have to put in the in the time the effort and the and and fulfill the obligations but there is this um this um Unknown element, let's just say, which you you can't assign it to your effort. Like in our own lives, we know that mm. there's certain things that it just falls for somebody and not for somebody else. And so that could be, you know, divine aid. And it could, you know, you want something really bad, and it happens. That could be divine aid. Or you want something really badly and it happens And that could be divine humiliation Because the thing that you get Which you wanted is probably the worst thing You you ever needed So then You never know until everything You know kind of unfolds So you get the job that you always wanted You get it and you fall down You go down a rabbit's hole of of Disobedience to Allah for example Mm. And so that thing that you thought was Exactly what you wanted is actually the, 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 The first step in your downfall and the opposite, you miss what you really wanted, and, and realize it's the first step of your your progression, either material or spiritual or whatever it is. You never know until the you know the the, the last cut, the director's cut, when you stand in front of Allah and you see everything in full fo- in front of you. Remember, we are we're just individuals with ability to do things amongst billions of other people that are doing things, and so there's so many radicals. There's so many. Variables in every single thing that happens in the, on, on Earth. Like you could, you could design the best computer program, with the best educational um, material. There's six billion other people that could be doing mo- something slightly better than you, that get it to market faster than you, or have a partner better than better than yours, has more insight into a specific application. But you can't control that, and so you're not asked to look at results. You're asked about your effort and this is why why That's islam is an interesting religion is that you, you you know the Prophet said that you know al Maru that a person's intention is far more potent than their action and the Prophet hmm. said that actions are by their intention hmm. actions are not by their result because hmm. in, in our society the way we think now is actions are judged by output, productivity, hmm. impact. Hmm. They say, "What's the impact of your study? What's the yeah. impact of your charity? What's the impact of, you know, um, your your YouTube channel? What's the impact?" We don't care about impact. We care we about intention. No, no, we don't. We if, if, suffice for you to let go of the arrow from the bow. But
1: but but you don't have, you don't waste your life with efforts which don't amount to anything. Which are fruitless. yeah. So that's
2: why. That's why. So uh, that's why. Then you tie in with this idea. That the Prophet Ali said that you know God loves from a person when they do something they do it perfectly. Perfect can only happen when you do it and it doesn't work. Like for example, no, you can, can <coughs> you can do something
1: perfect, but what if it doesn't you know, it doesn't amount to anything? This is, this dua, Allahumma mm-hmm. ilni asaluka ilman nafyan wa amal wa rizqan tayyibas. So you know you you seek amal which is Mutaqabbil. You seek uh, knowledge which is useful beneficial yeah beneficial
2: yeah so the thing i'm saying is like when you when you do something and, and when the Prophet said that god loves from a person when they do something they do it perfectly you don't know what perfect is until you've done it a number of times and you mm-hmm. readjust like when you're shooting an arrow it's not hit the target you readjust you readjust mm-hmm. you take into account the, the wind you take into consideration distance and all these things and you readjust Itqan comes from readjusting and constantly reassessing. Why do we pray five times a day? It's because, oh, you didn't get it last time. The last prayer was 10% khushur, you know, 5% Mm -hmm. presence, poor. But next time, another chance to perfect, another another chance. Five times every day until you go into your grave means that's a difficult thing to perfect. Mm -hmm. Like if anything on earth that you will do is difficult to perfect, it's going to be prayer. In the history of humanity because so the few, human yeah. few
1: moments uh, to, to the end of this episode today with sheikh rizwan uh, the final thing sheikh so surely we choose to do things in our life which will amount to something which are going to be impactful if there is no impact we are not responsible because we've done our effort is this the correct okay. understanding
2: yeah so we're not <clears throat> yeah so look like Because we're talking about surah iqra Let's just talk mm. about revelation then Like the Prophet okay. mm. You know the Prophet is told uh, بَلِّغْ مَا أُنزِلَ من فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ O oh, message of God Convey what you have um, Been ordered from your Lord If you if you don't do it You have not conveyed the message In other words Your idea is to convey And then But the Quran also says In عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا البلاق. Your only task is to convey Not to Get people to accept which is the impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when the Prophet Ibrahim was told to announce Hajj, wa ala kulli same thing. And you know, he was told, announce the Hajj to people that they come, you know, to you on every lean camel from every valley, and, and the verses go on. The same thing. And it said that Ibrahim said to the said to Allah. Well, messenger, how will they come? He, Allah said to him, invite people and they will come. We will get people to come. In other words, he was worried about impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the Prophet was worried about impact. Remember, for a period of his life, mm-hmm. early on, he was worried about impact. Um, well, messenger of God, you cannot guide who you love, but rather it's God that guides whoever he wills. In other words, the Prophet being told is giving tasalli in Arabic, which is mm. in Arabic we'll do the same thing. Tasalli is to mm. be given reassurance and and um, and and um, given this sense of tranquility. That you, you just need to press the button. You just need to do this thing mm. with sincerity. Mm. You've conveyed it. the The impact assessment is God's, like you know. The impact assessment essentially in the day of judgment is your impact assessment. You know, mm. in, in Earth we think okay. Multinational company, or got a thousand students, or um, you know a good child, or whatever we go to our grave having all these figures. Impact assessment is something that you really do right at the end. And Subhanallah Iqra for me is is like this situation where your impact assessment is going to be given to you on the day of judgment, which is your your whole whole um Iqra kitabaka you know read your book impact assessment. And that's something that I think we don't, we shouldn't under underestimate because the intention, the the constant striving to better that we know from Ramadan, every year it comes around, the prayer comes around five times a day, the zakat, we have to clean our wealth every single year. Constant because we're never going to get to perfection. We're never get, going to get to the impact that we want. But the reality is God doesn't care about the impact. God cares about how much effort you put in and then he will weigh your actions on the day of judgment and you know people will come with actions and they're based upon you know envy ostentation pride arrogance and there'll be nothing no impact so a lot of that list of things they've done in their lives you know the CV that they have will just be struck off were you a mujahid fi no you weren't were you a person who said to Quran for the sake of God no you weren't were you an alim that taught for the sake of Allah no you were not <laughs> No impact mm, in, mm. in the unseen Lots of impact on earth But nothing in the unseen And so You know in Ramadan One, one of the beasts of Ramadan Fasting is that The Prophet said that the, Every single action Of the son of Adam Is for, for them And God gives reward to them Illa Except for fasting And I'm the one that will give the reward of it The interesting about that hadith is It doesn't really make sense I mean if you think about it That God Says that every action is for the son of Adam They get reward So what do they get? The rewards from God isn't it?
0: Hmm.
2: It's from God So what is it Different about fasting That Allah says I will give the reward of it When is all, that <clears throat> all the rewards coming from God? Mm-hmm. That 10 or 700 Or you know <clears throat> Multiplies all come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What it means is You will get something that nobody can get which is God himself, that you will get the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the that's fast right. will be something where if you do it for the sake of Allah, ana I am its reward. It's almost that's the way that you have to make the ta'wil, which is that I am the I am the thing that you will get, which is my pleasure, which is ridha It's oh. one of the greatest. It's considered to be the greatest um goals that a person can have.
1: With these words, uh end of today's episode with Sheikh Ruzwan Muhammad, inshallah we'll be back tomorrow again.